We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. They're going to kill the love of my life. Daisy! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain for love. Collide, in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. All right, so we should probably game plan this have one some sort of plan yeah <laughs> we have so much to talk about this is the fantasy soccer podcast brought to you by rotowire.com your premier source for fantasy sports for news rankings projections dfs lineup optimizers and more head over to rotowire.com slash soccer and now, here are your hosts, Mike Gottlieb and Andrew Laird. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. I am your host, Mike Gottlieb, and with me, as always, is Andrew Laird. Uh, Andrew, I am still recovering from our massively busy Tuesday, and it, uh, it's a Thursday now. Um, just We have so much stuff to get to today. Welcome, Andrew. I'm, I'm going to skip the long intro. Yeah, I'm excited to get going as our first uh, kind of preview pod of the year because we've got game week one starting on Saturday. 
And we have that to get to. We had, like I just said, we had our two drafts for our play Taga leagues. We'll, we'll go into the expert league with all the people from all around the industry. Uh, we, we, we are going to eventually have a perfect 11 league set up on uh, Taga as well. But uh, when, when we have the more details, we will make sure to get those. See, we won't be covering that today, though. Just so much to get to. We have some FPL, the official game. Uh, we have some changes that we've made. So we'll touch on that. Uh, and just in general, we have to talk about the Paul Pogba strategy. And I think the best way to do that is, uh, let's start with our, let's start with the target teams, I guess, cause we just drafted those and he went in the same exact place in both drafts. Andrew, we had a few questions before, well, you and I had been talking about it before because you said, or somebody asked me where I thought Pogba would fall in a draft. And I said, top three to which you replied, I'm only saying that cause you have the fourth pick. I was wrong, apparently, because, yeah, he went fourth in both drafts, one to you. Um, but the Taga format is perfect for him. Uh, and we kind of had this conversation a little bit with about Iefsa because, you know, when you include these peripheral stats, which he is fantastic at, wrapping, at racking up, um, I'm not sure you're going to find a lot of guys who have as much upside as he does. Uh, I mean, he's not... He's not a 10-goal scorer, so uh, everybody's kind of talking about that in terms of how high his transfer fee was for a guy who doesn't score a lot, but he basically is that guy who does literally everything else. And so uh, for these extended stat leagues like Taga, you got to go for him. And he can score goals. Yes, yes. He has that ability, especially on free kicks too. Mm -hmm. But it's... It's it, 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 He just doesn't... He's, he's so good at everything else, he doesn't get into positions to score goals like the way his talent dictates he could. Yeah, and there's all this talk like, well, where's he going to fit in, blah, 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 and it's like, no, 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 this is not how that works. He goes on the field, and everybody fits in around him. You don't pay 100 million pounds for a player and say, boy, I wonder where he's going to fit in. Like, this team is going to revolve around him. Furthermore, the only thing that trumps that is the Jose Mourinho ego angle. Yep. It's still going to be Jose Mourinho's style. So mm -hmm. it's not going to be, you know, this revolutionary style no. where they don't <laughs> play defense. Uh, it's, it's, it's the, that, that's the only thing bigger than Paul Pogba's transfer fee. Do you think there's a little bit though of Mourinho having to justify that much money? Like no. he, this was clearly the player he wanted. Like, I'm not sure he's ever been tied to a player as much as he is Paul Pogba now. I don't think he doesn't have to justify it at all. It's it, it, players are only worth what someone's willing to pay and they're willing to pay it. Plus 20% uh, for Manchester United. <laughs> it, it, it's it's it, that, I mean, that's just the market. I mean, th there are lots of players we can say that for is Gonzalo Higuain worth the money that was spent on him. No, but it, it, it was spent because someone was willing to pay for it. It's re th that's that transfer fee is just about, you know, how much money does your owner have? Yeah, that's that's really it. And after that, it's all about whether he fits into the scheme and whether he can perform. He doesn't have to perform to the contract. He just has to help win, help teams win. Yep. Yep. OK. I like that. And, and I don't think that there's any doubt that Manchester United now before Paul Pogba, they were top four and wouldn't be surprised if they fell out of the top four. Now they're title contenders. Were they really not title contenders without no. him? They were yeah. not. I guess that midfield is pretty it, it questionable. Was, it was weak. It was yeah. weak, and now it's strong. Mm -hmm. Tim and Mkhitaryan on the wing, that the, the two additions on the in the midfield there, that that is strong. I don't care what way you put it. Yeah. 
I'd love to see Morgan Schneiderlin be good again. Well, another misconception, because everyone keeps harking back to the Euros and and his performances for France. He played with those guys for like three weeks. Before those acts, before those games, maybe they don't get consistent playing time with their compatriots, especially Pogba, because he's in a different league. He's not on PSG and he's not in the French league. And a lot of the French players, that's where they're from. Yeah. And he doesn't get that. He doesn't get that time with them. So that that's not a fair comparison. And the four, two, three, one thing, it, 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 you know, how he's not a good deep lying midfielder is garbage. And furthermore, Jose Mourinho prefers to go 4-1-4-1 when he's attacking and that's perfect for Pogba he can be one of the the two middle four in the attacking midfield and that's and that's where Morgan Schneiderlin's going to do better as well being the one that's the anchor so it's you can I I can see in the toggle format Morgan Schneiderlin getting some value out of this too not as much but he can get some because he can break up more play but I think he's going to have a much better season than people are thinking now I think people forget how good he was I do as well. Uh, it's a lot, a lot of the same concepts. If Maddich actually stays at Chelsea, mm-hmm. yep, same, same same principles apply. Totally agree. Because Conte can help Maddich be, be the player who he wants to be. Yes. Uh, sorry, both Contes. For- <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, but I, you, have, you have to specify. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. <sighs> Let's start with our target. Let's do our target drafts now. Okay. Um, yeah, as as mentioned before. Um, I picked up Pogba in the expert league uh, with the fourth overall pick. I was so excited. Uh, and basically, I tailed off from there, in my opinion. <laughs> you didn't even care after that. I didn't. I cared so little that I didn't even draft a goalie. That's right. That's right. It was really funny. The draft ended. <laughs> you just IM me. Uh-oh, forgot to draft a goalie, <laughs> which is just perfect. Like, of anybody to not draft a goalie, it should be you. That's correct. And guess and guess what? There are good goalies still yeah. available. Oh yeah, of course. A waiver wire. Yeah. So I have I there are, I have two I have my eye on, but I am not wasting a waiver wire on them. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. You just wait for that free agency to open up. In, fa- in fact, so much so that I have messaged the Taga people because players are still on waivers and it's Thursday. Mm. I'm like, when are they clearing waivers, guys? You know, <laughs> like I need to pick up players. I don't want to waste a waiver claim. Yep. Yep. Even though my waiver claim in that league being the fourth overall pick is pretty bad. Yeah, but still, there are enough people who are dumb enough that don't understand how waivers work that they'll they'll do just that. Yep, that's a, a that's a key lesson for people in uh, draft leagues. By the way, mm-hmm. <laughs> probably a little late because you haven't draft. Uh, you've probably already drafted. But uh, for you, Andrew, what was your favorite pick? Who was your favorite pick? Pogba. I, I already know. No, 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 not the first round. Just in general, <clears throat> like, oh, you think Pogba at four was the best? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. I, I, I mean, uh, you know, we were talking about it so much that. I think it's worth recognizing that if you can get a top three pick out of the top three, I think that's pretty good. But I don't know. I, the, um, I, I feel like you got two top three picks at the in the first and second round. Uh, yeah, the the we've been talking about this previously, but for those who don't follow our ridiculous banter on Twitter, um, Alexis Sanchez fell to me at eleven, which I thought was crazy. Like I, there was no, um, there was no thought in my mind that that was going to happen, and. In fact, I was messaging you saying, oh, my God, you must be dying for the chance. To you, you messaged me two picks before. And the I was like, you know, there are two more guys like Alexis is going to be gone. And then when we fell to me 11. I was like, oh, that's great, because then uh, at 11, I was basically going to have my pick or I, it was a 12 team league. So, you know, two more after the turn, I was going to end up with either uh, Aguero, Lukaku or Firmino. And I put Luke Aguero much higher on that list than the other two, 
um, even in this format. And um, he came back to me. So, yeah, within the first you know, 14 picks of the draft, uh, I had Alexis Sanchez and Sergio Aguero. And then it felt like two hours before I picked. But, um, you know, we can start three forwards. You don't have to. Um, I'll obviously start these guys. But we spoke with John Wallen last week about whether uh, Sergio Aguero is a first-round pick. Uh, that was based on uh, Todd Shank's article over there at Taga, and the the Aguero talk is all injury related. It, there, there's nothing outside of that, and obviously you have to consider that. You know, the guy is not going to play 38 games, but most players don't. And the idea that uh, you know he'll he'll be greatly outscored by everybody just because he may not play as much as everybody else, like I don't. He's not like this chronically injured player. He's not Jack Wilshire. So, I mean, yes, people suffer injuries, but the people were starting to talk to him like talk about him like he plays 15 games instead of 32. And I think I'll be, you know, more than happy to get you know, my points out of that. I mean, he scored nine fewer points than Cesc Fabregas last year. Nobody's talking about Fabregas as somebody who rarely plays. So, um I don't know. I was very happy with Aguero falling to me, but I guess it, I proved Todd's point that he was that I got him in the second. It was absurd. And in comparison, I drafted Aguero, I believe, fourth overall in our uh, in our Taga League. And that's in the Rotowire one. Uh, yeah. But for me, what was what what's I would rather have 30 games of Sergio Aguero than 38 games of Troy Dini, who is, I think, the third or fourth rated forward in Taga this year. The the reason why I'm perfectly content with Aguero is because, just like you said, when he plays, I'm not sure there's anyone better. Yeah. And so with Taga, and frankly with most formats, you can play a different formation. So if I know he's not going to play, just like you said, I don't have to slot in Sam Vokes, who I took in the 15th round or whatever it was. You know, I can just throw in anybody else who I think in any other position that I think will be able to pay off. And so yeah. this the idea that I have to choose a like-for-like like replacement, this isn't like replacing a shortstop with another shortstop. Like, I can replace him with any other position. And so uh, the downside of missing him for two games is not nearly as great as as any other sport. Yeah, and I noticed in the draft, you and me were the only ones doing this. Uh, we waited to take defenders until round 9 or 10 when we basically started to have to. Yep, yeah, I because I in, took... a, in a 16 round draft, you re, you really want to draft at least four defenders and and a goalkeeper. So uh, out of 16 right. rounds, that's at least round 11 that you want to wait until. But uh, I mean I I like to I think I drafted five and well, I drafted five defenders and no goalie. Right. But <laughs> I drafted so I did basically the more sane route of the four four defenders and one goalie. Uh and the the reason is because I actually it's it's not like I waited uh, on defend you know I took defenders and then I was able to like scoop up some guys at the end like I would prefer to take the higher upside midfielders before I take you know Antonio Valencia and so that's why uh, I ended up with uh, Jordan Henderson uh, Giannale and Bula who I think is going to be really good in this format uh, I think he was on pace to score you know three hundred and fifty points last year which uh, is more than somebody like Danny Drinkwater. Um, I think Imbula's stats from last season, because he only played, um, you know, five months, uh, kind of pushed him down the the ranking list, which, or at least the uh, the points list. And then 
Musa Dembele was sitting there for me late that John Wallen was just kind of whispering in my ear that I should take him from our podcast uh, last week. So I took those guys instead of having to, you know, go ahead early on, uh, you know, Luke Shaw or Seamus Coleman. And I ended up with uh, Valencia, Kolarov, Jose Font, who was pretty good in this format, and Lamine Kone, or Lamines Kone, excuse me, yeah. who, might, uh, who may go to Everton or Chelsea. Yeah, and we're going to talk about him a little bit later, too, because um, when we talk about our changes in FPL, I think he – we'll get to that later. Uh, <laughs> but you like we'll get, him a lot. I, I like him a lot, especially with the rumors that are circulating. Yeah. Um, so – I also drafted Lamine Kone very early in our Roto Wire draft. Yeah, you did. I saw that you took it, and I was like, nope, yeah. not happening. That, that a, yeah. <laughs> so we should also say that the Taga draft was at 8 o'clock p.m. on Tuesday, and the Roto Wire one was at 9. So Mike and I were doing some double drafting at some point. So I don't want to. The majority of both of them. <laughs> right, right. Um, I don't want to say it was a humongous advantage, uh, but. I think there was a little bit of advantage, so I think uh, I apologize to our other Rotowire people, though. Although they were more than wel- welcome to draft another league while we were doing um, doing ours, but I think it at least gave us an idea. Although, to be honest, the drafts couldn't have been any more different in terms of guys who were going oh, earlier, totally late. So, different. yeah, it's it uh, totally different. And that, I mean, to be honest, uh, other I'm than Pogba uh, going four. <laughs> well, I'm going well. Basically, my player queue. I, I had a whole bunch of goalies queued up for the the Taga, the expert draft, and I had Yedlin over all of them, and I auto picked the last pick of the draft, and it was DeAndre Yedlin. Because <laughs> <laughs> I because basically what I did is at the last part of the draft, I just queue up all the yeah, defenders that I want and all the goalkeepers that I want yeah. in order, just in case, because I was flipping back and forth um, on my laptop, and I it was. It, it was it, uh, to say that I had at least one auto pick in both leagues is it's fair to say. Yeah. At Delhi Alley was an auto pick in the second round in the in the in the uh, Rotowire league. And if anyone's shocking. listening, and if anyone's listening, I'm willing to trade. Yeah. <laughs> the trade block is open. <laughs> trade block is open on Delhi Alley. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, for me, okay. So let's let's let, let's kind of run through our teams now that we've kind of teased it enough. Um. I only have three Chelsea players on my team, which is, and two of them serve one purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I like, like I said, I, I drafted all mi- all midfield and forwards early, and I feel like I did a great job. Uh, Paul Pogba is on my bench to start because I don't think he's going to play. Yeah, week one. But my fo- so let me start my forwards. I have I drafted Diego Costa as my first forward, Michi Batshuayi as my second forward. Again, they serve one function. Whichever one plays is the one I'm going to start. What do you do if they both start? I start them both. You do? Okay. Yeah. Uh, and I it, behind them, I have Shane Long, who I have everywhere. Mm-hmm. I'm in love with Shane Long's prospects this season, which means he's going to be garbage. Yeah. Um, so I'm glad I have Shane you feel Long. like that because I have been a little pro-Charlie Austin. So. Yep, that's great. Uh, so Shane Long, uh, <laughs> I also have uh, Jordan Rhodes from Middlesbrough. That was a good one. That you uh, – I guess people are using this term snipes now, which I think is kind of a weird term. But, yeah, you grabbed him just before I was going to take him. Nice one. So uh, I have those four as my forwards. Uh, and what I have in my midfield, which I believe is just stacked, is I have Pogba as my number one midfield when he eventually does start playing. I have Sadio Mane from Liverpool. I have Dusan Tadic from Southampton. I have Nempalis Mendy, another player who I have across almost all formats that include tackles. So he's the 
he's the replacement for um, for Conte at yeah for Angolo Conte at Leicester, and I, I'm basically because you and Wallen like him, I took Scott Arfield from yeah. Burn for no other reason than that one. And my last midfielder I took was actually Leroy Sané from Manchester City. Mm. Uh, I know he's a rotation risk, but hey, as that, at, that midfield, low, yeah. at midfield number what is it? Midfield number six. I'm willing to take the risk. Yeah. Uh, I, I just feel like I am totally stacked at midfield. So you have six midfielders. Six. Six. Yeah. Um, I finished with eight, and um, I actually tried to draft a ninth, and it wouldn't let me. So <laughs> the the ability to to start five um, is kind of what made me do it, especially because I just don't see myself. So I mentioned I have Sam Vokes. I don't picture me playing him much, and I think in the chances that Aguero or Alexis get hurt, I won't. I'll play more of a four-five-one instead of a three-five-two. Like I think I'll start five midfielders the entire season just because um, when I took. Because of our strategy, right? It was. And, and I'm probably going to be going three five two most of the season because I have Long and Costa, or Rhodes and Costa, right. or Rhodes. I have a combination of two that will likely be good. Yeah, I just didn't at the point where I had, I, I, I was obviously two rounds in and I had no positions other than forward. I felt like I needed to kind of make up for it, not necessarily make up for it, but um, you know, I obviously didn't get any of the high powered. Uh, midfielders. Mkhitaryan's the only one that I really considered, and I don't think he lasted, or he didn't last. That's how I ended up with Alexis. But so I went deep on midfielders, and I have very few attacking midfielders, which makes you know, it, it's one of those like it's not as fun, but it's this is what you do in this format. Yep. It's not as sexy, but it's just it's yeah. more it's more productive. So I mentioned that I, on my bench I had Dembele, Henderson, and Bula. So right now I'm starting um, Idrissa Gueye from. Everton. Oh, that, was a, that was a great pick. Yeah, he he's another like um, he's a Taga like beast. Uh, I think he finished second last year in tackles and interceptions behind N'Golo Conte. He's now going to Everton or is now at Everton, and uh, and, and they'll need him to do the same. Exactly. Exactly. And, uh, by the way, you took him. The reason the reason why I took Mendy was because you took Gia in that yep. round. Yep. Um, I took him either in the third or the fourth. I mean, they're my. I, oh no! Took, never mind then. Then I was much later. Yeah, I think I took him that early because. Um, oh, it must, it must have been in the. I remember. T- I remember seeing that Gia went, and I, I made sure I jumped on Bendy. Yeah, I think the, this might have been the Roto Wire League. I'm not sure. The, just looking at the rest of the guys have, I can't imagine I picked any of these other ones, but ahead of him. But um, I took Granite Jaka as well, who I think is plays basically the same role. Um, I have Cesc Fabregas, which he. <laughs> I think he had like an ADP of like 29, which is, and he was I, sitting I there. I, I got him in. I couldn't pay attention to the ADP numbers because they just don't make any sense. Yeah. I, um, so it was at like 29 and it was kind of funny because I think I got him, I want to say in the fifth, which is obviously around the, the 50 or 60, um, pick mark. And it was one of those that like, I really don't like Cesc Fabregas. I have no. But he does. Think, I'm not sure he starts. He, I see. I always thought that. I thought just the opposite. I think he actually is one of the guys who should start. Um, oh, should, should and will are two different. That's words. fair. That's fair. Um, then I just have Musa Dembele or something. But anyway, so then I have uh, Danny Drinkwater and Wabi Kazri. Um, Drinkwater is one I know will play. We, we, we like Kazri, but he's a better DraftKings player than he is a. Yeah, Togo. for sure, for sure. Um, although I think he's another one that 
has kind of a limited points because he didn't play the full season. So I think uh, I'm hoping, you know, what what we saw last year in glimpses is what turns out more under David Moyes. But the, the opening match at Man City is certainly not ideal. But um, I don't know. I, the It's funny how, you know, we have there are lots and lots of places to play fantasy soccer now, which is a lot of fun. But they all require different teams because yep. Yep. the scoring yep. is so yep. different. Uh, and what's funny is that and everybody kind of says, you know, we built this scoring system so that everybody is in play, which uh, is true. But you obviously, you know, it's it's easier to get five tackles than it is to get an assist. And so, you know, obviously the players that do both, like Fabregas used to, is um, is helpful. But the you know we're going through our teams here and any other, any format you pick it's going to be wildly different um at least after the the upper tier guys i mean um although even paul pogba like we'll we'll get to our fpl teams but like i'm not sure he's a fantastic fpl player he is not yeah but taga like i said i he could be the top scoring i think they uh, taga said yesterday that based on his serie a stats he would have been the fifth highest scoring player last year in taga so you know the the transition to the Premier League um, and transition back. I'm not sure how much you really add or replace. You know here's, where you can he, raise so, some stats or, or or reduce them, but I think he's going to be in that range for here's, sure. Here's what I think on that, and what's not talked about much is that Juventus had the ball a lot yep. in Syria. Uh, Manchester United don't play that game. Um, that will take away some stats of his, but will gain in others. And right. I think it will gain in the others in the Taga brain of mine that will get him more points. Yeah. Because he'll right. get more interceptions, more tackles, uh, aerial duels, one. He, I think he'll get a lot of those. Yeah. Um, and I think the goals will be down. The goals will be down. That's for and sure. Assists I think will probably assists may go up. Uh, mm. It's it's mm. it's very it's it's a very interesting situation. Well, with lots on there, I don't think Podgo would take any penalties. Uh, so it's his opportunity for goals is way down, but I think he'll have the ball a lot. He'll be around the ball a lot, which will get his other points up and will cover the difference mm-hmm. by a, a decent margin. Mm-hmm. You think Ibrahimovic takes them over Rooney? Yes. Uh, oh my God. Yes. <laughs> there is no bigger personality and no bigger, no bigger level of confidence than Zlatan. Okay. I don't think it's a question. Okay. In fact, I think if Wayne Rooney tries to take it, Zlatan will take off his cleat and slash him in the neck. <laughs> I think this is a should versus will. That's uh, yeah. <laughs> two different words there, huh? Yeah. All right, uh, let's get to our pitiful defenders and one goalkeeper between the two of us. Do we even need to? All right. Yeah, we should. Because um, here's my thing: I still think I got two really good defenders, even though I waited forever. Yeah. Um, I got Charlie Daniels from Burnmouth, who I think is a great defender. He scored mm-hmm. over 300 points. Yeah, he was left. really good last year in Taga. And I also got Nathaniel Klein, who is not a great Taga defender. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I don't think I think it's a good value from where I got him. Mm-hmm. And I have Joel Matip, also from Liverpool. You grabbed him in the other one too, didn't you? I did. Yeah, uh, I like him a lot in that system. Okay. And even if he does, and the defender that I took, and I also have George Friend. Mm-hmm. who I love. Mm-hmm. I, I absolutely love George Frank. Yeah, you do. And uh, so I'm very happy I got him. And I also think that Ola Aina is going to start. 
I'm not positive, but I do think it. Where? I think he's going to start over Ivanovic. Wow. He play he has played in the preseason so much better than Ivanovic at right back. And he's also played more at right back than Branislav Ivanovic. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also could I mean he also could theoretically play left back and have Cesar Spilicueta move to his natural right side. But that would be weird. Right. Um, uh, at least as a stash, as my fifth defender, yeah, yep. uh, I'm more That's than worth it. To, 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 to take the risk. He's also on my EFSA team. Uh, currently, he's starting on my EFSA team, but that, that may be a little risky. Uh, Is John <laughs> Terry a better center back right now than Ivanovic? No, but it doesn't matter. Okay. It's unfortunate, but it doesn't matter. Uh, at least... This season, Conte is going to Antonio Conte is going to be forced to play a system he doesn't want to play. Yeah, because he he can't he doesn't have the pace needed at the center back position. Who he has tried he has tried desperately to get center backs this summer and just it hasn't worked out. Um, well, he'll get Zuma back at some point, but that's not enough. Yeah, well, I know. I'm just it's it's, it's a step. It's one of those things where he needs like Kolabali or Manolas. If you joke, but that would be a great decision. If I'm you not want joking. To at the back. If you want to go three at the back, he's a great defender for that. Mm-hmm. Kone Zuma and Cahill. Cahill over got, Ivanovic. It, uh, probably, yeah. uh, maybe Ivanovic. I don't know. It's it, at least you have options there. Yeah. But you do need. They do need those two to come back. Oh, sorry. They need Kone to come in and Zuma to come back. But yep. Zuma, Zuma, I think it's going to take a while. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be a short time. Like he'll, he'll be back in October or anything. Yeah. But we'll he'll see. be the, he'll, he'll be the January transfer, I think. Mm-hmm. Either way. I also have DeAndre Yedlin. Uh, spoiler alert. I'm dropping him. <laughs> <laughs> Who are the goalies that you're – well, you shouldn't have to say that. So um, because – I could, I can safely tell you. I don't think anyone's going to put a waiver claim in. And basically, I check. I'm one of the first people to be awake in our Taga leagues, mostly. Uh, Also, everyone has their goalie. (laughs) I'm not not anticipating people taking goalies just to spite me. I didn't see if anybody took two of them uh, because that's kind of. I mean, that's nuts. But uh, looking at the guys available, I think Vito Manone would be at the top of my list. He's at the top of mine. Yeah. I do have a number two option in case he. Both Everton goalkeepers are available. Stop it! <laughs> yes, Joel Robles is the the other goalkeeper I'm looking at. Hmm. I think if he struggles, he loses that job pretty quickly, though. I agree. Yeah. I also think if I also think if Vito Manone struggles, he loses that job pretty quickly too. Yeah, Pickford's not bad. Pickford's good. Jordan Pickford, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean, there's also still the off chance that Wayne Hennessy actually starts. For it's possible. It's possible. So, I mean, he there's stands, op- there's options there. I don't think that's happening. Steve Mandanda is a really good goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. Uh, Boaz Myhill also for uh, West Brom is available. And some people have been whispering about Darren Randolph actually at West Ham because he started the Europa match that they had recently. Yeah, that's because that's Europa. <laughs> Still qualifying too. You got to, I don't know, whatever. I, I don't think many starters started that. I can also pick up Carrius and just wait. <laughs> uh, you don't want to do that. These no. benches no, aren't deep enough. To do that. I mean, I don't want to do this, but um, Yakupovic, 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 yeah. So Gross. I don't. Tom wanna... Heaton, he's there. Yeah, Tom Heaton's also available. Yeah. I mean, there's options. Yeah, like, that's what I mean. Then you do and not want to take a Burnley goalkeeper early. That, <laughs> that's that schedule is awful. That's uh, no. It's I thought it was the Hull one that was so bad. That's right, Hull. That's yeah. right, it's Hull. That's why you don't want Yakupovic. But the um, so these are all guys that we're talking about. 
that are available after 12 goalies have been taken. Like, this is exactly why you wait. I think my strategy is pretty good in that regard. Mm. Not drafting at all? Not drafting a goalkeeper at all. Just wait. Like, what's the point? Well, and, I mean, in, in fairness, pro, you're pro, you're right? effectively admitting that you waited this long because you messed up your autograft. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> what a fortunate mistake. I think if you were still there, DeAndre Yedlin you know, would be available but, here. Yeah, but you know what? If DeAndre Yedlin somehow winds up on Sunderland again in the next couple of days, I might drop Aina. Yeah, you would. Uh, so, I mean, I have a couple of days to think about it. I don't yeah. think anyone's picking up all four of those goalkeepers. So, <laughs> that'll be great. Just yeah. to spite you. If they do, great. I hope someone does. <laughs> and I'll take all the people they dropped. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's goalkeepers just don't score enough. It doesn't yeah. matter anyway. All right. Let's, let's go- get to let's get to FPL, the official game, because yes. I know that there are people who want to uh, make sure that their lineups are optimized. Mm-hmm. In fact, we even got some questions on Twitter about it. I've made a couple of changes, not many. You said you made a lot of changes. Wholesale. Wholesale? Yeah, I don't even remember who's right. on my team anymore. Well, you know what? We're going to go with your team first then. Yeah. Um, so the guy, one of the guys that we both had that we thought would make the move was John Stones, and he made his move. So anybody who doesn't have John Stones should go grab him because um, – a Manchester City starting defender at, I think he's five flat, is well worth taking that. So uh, there's also talk that he could start this weekend because um, he's been training, uh, obviously not with Manchester City, but he's been training. And Manchester City in a, I think it was the friendly against Arsenal last week, started Alexander Kolarov and Fernando as their two center backs. So... They obviously need stones, and I wouldn't be surprised if he starts right away. Obviously, Literally and figuratively. Sorry, go ahead. He, uh, the problem with uh, FPL is that we don't necessarily uh, will find we won't find out before. Um, you know that's what they do. But the for DraftKings players, although you probably wouldn't take them in DraftKings, but either way, they're the late game on Saturday, so um, leaving you're not leaving yourself a whole lot if if he doesn't start. But either way. Um, home against Sunderland, it's a nice way to start. And you could always plug him in into your FPL lineup and get the auto sub if he doesn't play. Um, so I can't remember if I had Aguero last time, um, but I have him now. I have a f- my front three for week one is Aguero, Jamie Vardy, and Troy Deeney. Um, the, I don't know why I made all of these wholesale changes other than I just didn't like my team that much. I think... Um, Zlatan, Zlatan was definitely in my team at one point. I think he's going to be just so heavily owned, and I'm not sure. Um, I, you know, if if I'm going to pay up for a forward, it's going to be for Aguero, and so that's what I did. I, I was willing to kind of reduce some other spots in order to pay the extra one and a half for Aguero than than Ibrahimovic. I just don't think, um, you know, surely Ibrahimovic has plenty of upside, but I think Aguero's is higher, particularly home against Sunderland. That being said, Man City has a uh, Champions League qualifier next week. So hopefully Aguero scores his hat trick in 60 minutes and then gets to rest. But um, I think people are ignoring Jamie Vardy a little bit. Um, I am. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's still fairly heavily owned, but uh, home. He's starting against Hull. They play Arsenal in week two, which um, Arsenal could still be without. Um, no, they certainly will be without pure murder sacker and um gabriel if they bring somebody else in then it's their first game because may not play so i like that and then they play home against swansea so 
it seems like a pretty good. I had Mares in my last lineup, and I now have Vardy because I just like the goal upside better. Is that crazy? Not crazy. It's not uh, not what I think, but it's not crazy. Okay. I, I'm, I'm willing to respectfully disagree with it. How's okay, that? I'll take that. And then my other one, I had <clears throat> I had Andre Gray. I had Negredo. I had all of these kind of six and a half uh, forwards. I think Shane Long was in there, Charlie Austin. And I said, you know, I, if I'm going to do that, I may as well just go with the the extra half point five to get Troy Deeney. Uh, the Watford early season schedule is not easy, um, and so oh, that's why I stayed away. Yeah the the idea I I still don't believe that they're going to get shut out for six straight games, and so I don't care if they lose as long as he scores. But um, there's a possibility I could just sit him anyway and play a four four two because. I had John Stones, um, and I have Van Anholt, so uh, on my bench. Obviously, for Week One, the Sunderland matchup against Man City for a defender is not ideal. But um, I'm actually going to skip to my defenders because I picked up Matt Target. Ryan Bertrand's been ruled out for the first game and possibly the first two games, and Target's just so cheap that um, the it was worth kind of a gamble for the first one or two matches just because are you going to start him? Yeah, I am. Um, they're cause they're playing home against Watford, obviously away at Manchester United for week two, although I can kind of play around with some guys, but I like that week, that early, you know, cheap defender, because frankly I could stash him anyway. It's not like I'm, I'm, um, chancing on a guy who, who's going to cost me a lot. So I have no problem there. And then my other two guys were Gareth McCauley for um, West Brom because they play against Crystal Palace to open, which, um, you know, nobody really knows what to think of Crystal Palace at this point, but he's four and a half. And um, the uh, West Brom has a, a few early games uh, that are pretty easy early on, so I like McCauley. And then I picked up Ashley Williams, who is now an Everton player. I'm not sure he's going to play right away. Obviously, the home against Tottenham to start is... You're not starting in there anyway. But uh, right, exactly. So I kind of like that. Um, I mean, he was a he's a very solid um, FPL player just because he, you know, they get a decent amount of clean sheets. He scores sporadically, but uh, as as most defenders do. But the um, I think Everton's going to be much better defensively than they were last year. I mean, it's hard to be worse than they were last year. But Ronald Koeman's a, a much better defensive tactician than than Roberto Martinez. So <clears throat> I think. There's some decent upside there. And then obviously I had stones um, on the same side. So uh, I've got some guys to play with. And then my midfield was Hazard, Sigurdsson, Tadic, and Belasi. And I want to talk about Belasi if you have Andros Townsend. (laughs) I don't. Yeah. Um, So I had Andros Townsend. That's one of the the changes I made. I had him too. And Uh, anyway, I I think I've made about two or three changes and our teams could not be more different. Actually, who are your two goalkeepers just so we can get that out of the way? Oh, yeah. So I had Ben Foster because he started off pretty. It's the early season schedule I liked. And then I had David De Gea and David De Gea is the highest owned player in the entire game. So I pivoted down to Thibaut Courtois, who um, I think everybody's looking at this. Everybody's looking at this home against West Ham, and they're like, yeah, West Ham's kind of tough. But Dimitri Payet literally just returned to training, so I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't play. Lanzini is out. Uh, they don't basically have Diafrasako anymore. 
They have Andre Ayu, who's been with the team for three days. Like, I'm not sure this is a team that's going to be they that that's going to be all that great. No, Aaron um, Cresswell early on. Yep, no Aaron Cresswell, and the the Chelsea season starts home against West Ham at Watford, home against Burnley, and at Swansea. I mean, um, it's it's basically just as easy as Manchester United's early games, and I'd rather take a guy who is nine percent owned as opposed to forty three percent owned. I understand the differential play. I, I just do not think that there's many clean sheets going on at Chelsea this season, mm-hmm. period. Okay. If they if they get to like 12 clean sheets, I'll be impressed. Wow. Okay. I don't. Th- I just don't think that's happening. I do think they'll score many more goals this season. Yeah. But I do not think that they're going to keep many clean sheets doing it. Okay. They just can't. They just don't have the pace at the back to keep clean sheets. They just don't. I think you're and, underestimating N'Golo Kante. The man N'Golo, says everything. That's not the point. And Golo Conte at at Leicester didn't have as much space to occupy because they didn't push many people forward except for Jamie Vardy and so and Riyad Mahrez on one side. Okay. That's not the case at Chelsea. Yeah. Chelsea are going to put three or four guys forward, and that leaves him to cover everything else. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of space. I don't care who you are. It, you, that's too much space for one person. All right. If I'm under, I'm, you know what? I hope I'm wrong. I don't think I am. Okay. Now, uh, my I, our teams could not be more different. Um, I have Steve Mandanda at four point five and Victor Valdez at four point five. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm going to start Mandanda week one. Mm-hmm. And I, I I don't agree with this stone. Like you have to own John Stones. Okay. I just don't agree with it. Even on City, I think he's more likable. But I like Craig Dawson at five more than John Stones. Am I crazy? Uh, no, I mean, I like the West Brom defenders. I just think, like, they, I have they, Macaulay. Yeah, they keep clean sheets, what is it, uh, uh, close to 40% of the time under Pulis. I think it's 37%. Yeah, I the, the upside from Dawson to Macaulay, for me, didn't equal the half point that I could spend somewhere else. But is it, but is it, but is the upside on Stones worth it? I think, I think they're going to, yeah, I think they're going to have possibly just as many clean sheets. I just think that the difference that Dawson makes is that he can also contribute with goals and assists, which Stones will not. I guess I I'm I'm quite low on West Brom this year, um, and so I'm not sure that they don't. I mean, they don't have to win. Yeah, <laughs> they, they can get they can get clean sheet zero zeros like Pulis loves to do. Yeah. Uh, you can't do that 38 times, though. No, like, you cannot. <laughs> but but they, they can do it seven times. But, yeah, I mean. Anyway, it, it, that, that's that's not – that's neither here nor there. I mean, they, I think I think that it, they'll be within two or three clean sheets of each other. Okay. I would Over rather th- take the three clean sheets. I think I can make up the three clean sheets with the goals and assists with Craig Dawson. Wow. Okay. Okay. Uh, Who else do you have? Because, I mean, I – I'll tell you, I have the perfect transition. You're a professional. I have Eric Peters at 4.5, which I think is an absolute steal. Yeah. Uh, I have Lamine Kone, who I think with the transfer rumors at 4.5 is an even bigger steal. If he goes to Chelsea or if he goes to Everton, I think he's worth way more than 4.5. Yeah, I agree with that one. Um, I have George Friend, of course, at 4.5. Mm-hmm. And I have uh, uh, Juan Zuniga at 4.5. Yeah, who you want to play not- for seven weeks. You know, who I won't play for the first seven weeks. Yeah. That's fine. I only start three defenders anyway. It's yep. not a big deal. Um, 
I think the I think a starting three of Dawson, Friend, and Peters is perfectly fine. Okay. Kone, he substitute Kone, and I think that's perfectly fine. Yeah. Which allowed me to. Uh, I'm gonna go with my forwards next because uh, I didn't spend a lot on forwards either. I mean, I picked Lukaku at nine. Mm-hmm. Um, Who starts also, at Tot or home against Tottenham? It's fine. Okay. That's fine with me. Okay. Uh, I have Callum Wilson at six point five. Mm-hmm. It's a, after that week one game. The Everton schedule is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I have Callum Wilson at six point five, and I have Ahmed Musa at seven point five. Gosh, you love him. I do. In fact, we found out in the Taga draft that there's someone who likes him more than yeah, me. Yeah, there is. <laughs> he went really high. I was I, I was stunned. Yeah. I was absolutely stunned. Like, wh- wh- where did this come from? Yeah. I was and, waiting for someone to be like, sorry, that wasn't supposed to happen. And yeah. Just, no. they, they defended it. Yeah. Uh, it, it I'm probably only going to start two of those three. Yep. Just, uh, you know, I may. I, you know what? Looking at the matchups, if Musa starts, there's a chance I start Musa over Lukaku. Chance. Yeah. For, for week one? Yeah, for, for week sure. one only. For week one only. Yep. There's a chance, not a high chance, but a chance. If I go down, I go down with my stars. Good. That's, that's just the concept that I have. All right. I like that you um, are willing to roll with Musa so easily, but my Jamie Vardy pick was just garbage. It's not garbage. <laughs> I, I respectfully disagreed with it. I understand it. It's valid. I just don't happen to agree, and I'm okay to be the minority on that one. Okay. Fair? Yes. I can be crazy, too. It's fine. Yes. Uh, in fact, I usually am. I have uh, so in my midfield, I spent real big. Um, I have Ross Barkley at seven and a half as my fifth midfielder, who I may play, who wow. I may not play. Uh, I, uh, the Ronald Koeman effect has to hit him. It has to. What is it? What are the possibilities that the Ronald Koeman Dusan Tadic playing time thing hits him? <sighs> Got to think of that, different right? Posi- I mean, different position, but yeah. I, it could happen. Ironically, because Tadic is now playing that number ten in Southampton. Exactly. Uh, I, I don't. I don't think that happens. Okay. I really don't. And I think there's so much talent within. Another another person. You forget how talented he is. Yeah. Anyway, he, I, and he doesn't even have to start for me week one. I think he will, but uh, he doesn't have to. Okay. Um, I have Gilfie Sigurdsson at seven and a half, which is the biggest no-brainer yeah. in. FPL format. I'm stunned that his uh, selection by percentage is 9.3. Yeah, that is pretty. That is low. I have him. That is low. That is very low. That's the differential player guy right there on FPL. Yeah. He he is Swansea. Yep. At this point, he just is, and he also now has a really tall center forward target in Fernando Llorente, who does one thing and one thing only: head the ball in the net. Yes. Uh, I think that'll work out for him nicely for assist purposes. Uh, going up the salary list, I have uh, Mkhitaryan at nine and a half because Ooh. that potential is too good. I have Eden Hazard at ten, and I have Kevin De Bruyne, who I think is going to be the top player in FPL scoring at ten and a half. Rip those off to, all together for me. De Bruyne, Mkhitaryan, Sigurdsson, Hazard, Barkley. Wow. I don't that that is that is the strongest midfield can be. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Hmm. There's not many question marks there, and I think my and that's the strategy I employed this year: is spend real big on midfield and fill in where you can. Yep. Yep. And maybe and one forward and spend on one forward. Mm-hmm. I wish I could have spent more than Lukaku, but that's just the the, the scoring worked out that way. So. Yeah. Almost like you were a half point too high, but you had Craig Dawson there at five. Anyway, um, 
<laughs> I don't. I didn't want to take Costa if that's what you were referring to. No, oh gosh, I had no, no interest in taking Diego yeah. Costa. I mean, I could take Batshuayi at nine. That could take Giroud at nine if no one else is transferred in. Mm-hmm. But it's. I mean, Rooney's at nine. I have no interest there. Negative oh, interest. In fact, I was thinking if Benteke had completed his move to Crystal Palace to take Benteke at seven and a half. Oh, I, he would be on my team in a heartbeat if he if that transfer goes through. I, I like the options better going down than going up. <laughs> yeah, because I can, I yeah, can take for sure. Troy, I can take Troy Deeney at seven. Be perfectly happy though. Not perfectly happy. I can be happy there, yeah. and then I can. I don't even know what I would do with the midfield. I may take instead of Ross Barkley. I can go up to you know someone at the Mkhitaryan level, but yeah. We got. That's the value that there. We're uh, not running out of time, but we're getting close. Did you know that Townsend is the most highly owned Palace midfielder? That doesn't surprise me. I especially not now. Especially especially not that Balassi is no rumored to no longer be there. Shouldn't that almost make him more valuable? Make who more valuable? Balassi. Like Balassi at Everton is is more valuable than than. Palasi at Crystal Palace, isn't it? I agree, but yeah. that's but my point is is that Andros Townsend's um, selected percentage is going to go up because people think he's better without Palasi. Yes. Okay. He'll get the he'll be on the ball more. I, I I'm just not I'm not in on Andros Townsend. <clears throat> the person who gains the most from Palasi's departure is Bakary Saka. I hope so. I don't know if that's actually true either. Like, what? Why does he automatically get to play? He would. T- he's a like for like swap. Who who else would take that position? Zaha. Right. I think it's definitely Zaha. Zaha and Townsend out wide, and then punch it in the middle. Kabai. At, no. Oh yeah, Kabai and well, no, because uh, I don't think punching starts. Oof. I think it's going to be Kabai, and you have to have either MacArthur or Jednak. You need somebody to actually defend a little bit. Just, just a little bit. Anyway, but like the the Townsend thing, people just get so excited about him because he had ten he good had games good, with Newcastle. Good end of the year with Newcastle, and I was right. all over that. I but was I, all over that. Just want to say that for the record. But the the idea that he will be able to easily translate that with Palace. I mean, again, we're like, yes, Palace are better, and the the guys around him are better. But I'm not sure that necessarily means he becomes this like solid fantasy option. I mean, in DFS, like, or at least on DraftKings, like, I think he's fine because you know he sends in crosses and he wins a few fouls. But like, I don't know. I'm, I'm just not nearly as high on this guy as everybody else is. It'd be nice if he if he had more than like a 10 game sample of success. Fair. It's fair. Uh, I I can't I can't argue that at all. Yeah. Great. Now. Let's move on to our week one preview. Andrew is here. We are finally here. We're actually talking about games that are going to happen that count, and we're not and not the Celtic qualifying game <laughs> or how Manchester United drew some random team. Right. For anyway. Uh, all right. Let's get to the early game. Seven thirty a.m. Hull against defending champions Leicester at the. KC Stadium, I believe, is what it's called over in Hull. Yes. Um, Hull has like 14 healthy players and no manager. That's and correct. And they're yeah. now hosting the defending champions. So okay. this should be a bloodbath. We have no Robert Huth because he's suspended. That's right. 
Uh, and do you think Musa starts over Okazaki right away? That really, made, that really made me nervous in the Community Shield when Okazaki was still in the starting lineup. Uh-huh. I, I'm not going to lie. It made me very nervous. Uh-huh. Um, I hope so, but if he doesn't, if he doesn't, I'm I'm in. Okay. But if he, I'm not confident that he starts right away, hmm. which is so frustrating. And the Mares right. to Arsenal talk is starting up again. Do you think that affects him at all? Uh, he, I believe that Lester has told Mares he's going nowhere. I mean, since when do clubs have the decision? <laughs> I, there's even rumors that Chelsea have talked to him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, God, Juventus would, also said be, Pogba was going so, nowhere. Oh, that would be that would be such a terrible signing by Chelsea. It would be great for Arsenal, though. <clears throat> yeah, I think at Chelsea it makes no sense because he. I don't even know if he'd play. Right. Well, he'd definitely play, but you don't. They're for they're who? improving a position that does not need improving. Correct. Yeah, and who doesn't start then? Willian. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's what I mean. <laughs> There's just no reason for it. It makes no sense. Um. All right, but yeah. I, Lester, you have to like all your Lester options here. Yes. Would you even consider? I mean, if you include the early game on DraftKings, like a guy like uh, Ahmed El Mohamed. I was going to say El Mohamed is the only one I would consider. All right, we're in mid-season form, Andrew. We got the we got the little guys here. Um, Abel Hernandez, twenty plus goal scorer last season for Hull. Mm-hmm. No uh, thanks. Nobody okay. else. Not no, even no no Andrew Robertson. No Robertson. No Mo Diame. No, well, no Bodiama because he's probably on his way to Newcastle. Well, that too, yeah. <laughs> Although there was somebody else who was going to Newcastle. Who was it? Oh, Brendan Galloway. But we don't have to talk about him. Nope, we don't, and we won't. We'll go on to uh, – let's start the 10 o'clock slate, which is what we will be doing our uh, daily dose or weekly dose, whatever you want to call it now this year. Um, we, we'll actually try to keep track of our records against each other this year a little better than last year in that we'll keep track of them. Uh, so we have – sounds uh, like something you're going to be doing. <laughs> <laughs> doing terribly. Uh, okay, uh, we have Crystal Palace at home against Everton. Uh, lots of defensive no, prospects nope, nope. here. At... Nope. No, nope. you you want no part of this game? No, Crystal Palace Everton is not a match. No, I said. Oh, I didn't mean Everton. I mean, man, mid-season form <laughs> right back to preseason form. Crystal Palace at home against West Brom. There we I go. Apologize. There we go. Okay. <sighs> All right. We are at uh, at Crystal Palace for this one, so uh, the the stadium will be rocking. That's a guarantee, and that's the only guarantee I have about this game. If you were not so jaded, like if you could think of how an unbiased person would feel, what do you think they would feel about Connor Wickham in this game? Against the Tony Pulis team? Nothing. Okay. Okay. And would you prefer to have Andrews Townsend? Or Matt Phillips? Oh, that's a great question. Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, I, I don't know. Uh, I put. I would value them pretty closely. Slight edge to Townsend because he scores more. Okay. Oh, that's a good question. But Phillips will have so many more crosses. That's right. And, and that's sort of my point about Andrews Townsend. That, like, you're considering taking Matt Phillips on the road over Andros Townsend, and yet somehow Townsend is this, like, fantasy superstar. Particularly on DraftKings. Like, okay, come on, the, It's because of the crosses, that shots, and goals. Not that crosses shots, and goals. It, it, that's, that's what you look for. How many goals do you think he scores this year? Five. <laughs> awesome. 
<laughs> no, I, I, that's not really true. <laughs> I do think I do think he'll. Yeah, you're joking, but it's probably six. Like <laughs> it's between five and ten. That, that's the way I'll put it. You know, I would like, be astonished if he reached ten. I would too, but I think it's the better part of ten. So somewhere between five and ten. Okay. <laughs> Is it all right? How about this? Seven. Okay. I'll, I'll split the difference. Seven. Yeah. Would you go over or under seven? Um. I would take the over the under just in spite. Okay. Just it has nothing point. to do with the fact that he played for Tottenham for a long time. Speaking of unbiased. That was like well before my time. Meaning like and frankly what this guy who played like 1200 minutes once for Tottenham like come on I don't care about that. On the West How Brom on, the, on the, the West Brom side we'll team. transition here. Yeah. Uh, Solomon Rondone. No. Actually, I, would, I would wonder, would people take Rondone, considering the price difference, over Connor Wickham? Wickham? Uh, that's interesting. Um, uh-huh. You see? And that's my point on Connor Wickham. I'm turning it yeah. right back around on you. Well, I didn't. I, no, <laughs> nobody's plugging Connor Wickham as like a great choice, but people are all over Andrews Townsend. But anyway, um, the. I don't. I mean, the Crystal Palace defense is not good, so it's not like. You know, playing at Selhurst Park is like something that should be feared. But uh, at the same time, I think you can find cheaper, like cheaper attackers than than Rondon. I mean, the, Rondon and Wickham are basically the same price on DraftKings. So, yeah, Crystal Palace still need a striker. Right. Same problem as last year. Yeah, which they apparently are close to getting with maybe with Ben Teke. They're trying they, well with the Balassi sale. That'll clear up the space, uh, the financial right. space. Right. I think they have right. It's one of those they'll have to just like Stones and Ashley Williams. They got to sell. They have to make sure that the other guy is definitely in before, before jumping back with somebody else. Yep. All right. Uh, now let's actually do. Actually, we, we'll, we'll save Everton for later just because I'm going to want to say Everton every matchup. Uh, we have Burnley back in the Premier League at home against Swansea. I think this is a bloodbath too for Swansea. Meaning they're going to kill Burnley? Yes, yes. Wow. I think they're. I think Sw- I think Gilfie Sigurdsson's going to do well. Uh, I think that you can take the defenders here. I can. I can even venture a guess that some people are going to be taking Lucas Fabianski this week. Wow. Why? Because Burnley don't play offense, except for Andre Gray. That's it. Shouldn't what my boy Scott Arfield? Come on. Shouldn't that be okay though? I mean, they, they obviously it's the championship, but they were like by far the best defensive team in the championship last year. Okay. And that's how you stick around. You get points. I understand, but you're saying uh, on a best case scenario, you think that Burnley score one goal. Uh, I I wasn't necessarily going that route. I was more, how does, I don't see Swansea destroying anybody. I think it's one of those. I think Burnley are going to be one of those teams where if they give up one, if they open up a little bit, they're going to be open for a lot of goals. Uh, I think you can say that against a lot of teams. I don't think that applies to Swansea. Uh, that's how I, I'm. That's how I'm looking at. It. I think this Swansea, will be. Yeah, uh, people keep forgetting Swansea start every year really, really well. Remember who they played week one yeah. last season? No, I don't. It was Chelsea. Oh. Well, beat, I mean, <laughs> they beat them three one. I think. Yeah. Gilfie Sig- and Gilfie Sigurdsson is a difference maker. I agree with that. We have to. We ha- I mean, I, I, I fought it for so long for like two years, but this year I'm finally saying Gilfie Sigurdsson is a difference maker, and now he's getting injured for the season. I hope not. 
I think. I, I mean, he's I, definitely the best play. I think he. I, I think, think he's one of the best plays of the weekend. That's what I mean. I think people are going to be all over him this weekend. Yeah, yeah, he's priced that way. I'll tell you that much. Right. We'll get we'll we'll get to it later because I, I I he's going to be on at least one of our teams. Maybe. Uh, but on the Burnley side, would you take Andre Gray? Yes. Swansea without Ashley Williams. I would. Yeah. Yes. Swansea. Yeah. Fine. All right. I mean, they just lost their best defender. And captain. And captain, who's been there for eight years. Yeah. I mean, that's not nothing to have to replace. I get that. I get that. I'm still not taking Andre Gray. I would take Tom Heaton, though. Because he might get some saves. Unbelievable. Okay. <laughs> he might get some saves. He's not going to – I don't think he'll get a clean sheet, but he'll get some saves. Yeah. Remember okay. when Fraser Forrester had 11 saves in a game? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was Arsenal. against Arsenal, right? Arsenal, Four yeah. Saves, something like that? Yeah. It's a good game. I'm not going to say it's that much, but he'll get some saves. Remember, Swansea start the season fast. Mm-hmm. That's what they do. And I think this is going to be a game that just, you know, uh, just a marker of, of where Burnley really are. Yeah. I agree with that. Okay. All right. Everton at home against Tottenham. This is the marquee matchup of the 10 AMs. Uh, th- that's not saying much because I don't think this game will be particularly close. Mm-hmm. But uh, Tottenham have to make a statement early on in the season that they're they're tailing off at the end of last season, still finishing behind Arsenal somehow. Um, you know, it was just because they lost the Premier League. It's not because they lost their their talent or their mm-hmm. way. Yep. Um, yeah. I, you, you, we can go pretty much, you know, position by position. I think it's going to be, you know, you're going to favor the Tottenham guys. So you, you'd favor Harry Kane over Lukaku. Uh, I would probably take the eleven hundred dollars savings and go with Lukaku. I think on a big slate like this, you should, you, you can find, you can find goals lower down. Huh. Interesting. And what you basically okay? So you I would wouldn't re- consider either of those guys like definite scoring this weekend. I think this game is actually be a lot closer than people think, meaning tighter. I don't think it's going to be 4-3 like it should have been last year. On the so on the so I think where it gets really interesting, well, well the midfield I'm pretty sure Christian Eriksen is your number 1 midfield option in this game. And I don't think it's anywhere close outside of that. I agree. And then Deli Alley is probably second. Um Eric Lamella is third. That's what then, I was going to say, yeah. And then Ross Barkley is fourth. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you know I mean? it's like it's it, there's a there's a gulf there, um, and then what, where it's interesting to me is would you take a guy like Danny Rose? Would you take a guy like Leighton Baines or Seamus Coleman? You got to pay up for all those guys, so no. It just no on all of them. Yes. Fascinating. With all the hype that Leighton Baines <clears throat> is getting this preseason, not for this week. Ask me again next week. I'll at, but those guys, are, you'll ask me every week. But those right. guys are the high. I mean, I'm not going to spend over five grand on DraftKings for those guys. No. Do you think Gerard Lefeu is the guy that gets the biggest boost from, like, the, let's say the, the Ronald Koeman bump? Um, is it not? I mean, it should not, be Barkley. Maybe not right? this week, but yeah, I, I think people are going to be very excited about Lefeu on DraftKings because you know he sends in a few crosses every so often, and the you know. If he's taking corners, that obviously gives him value as a forward. But I don't know. I, I, I'm not so so high on him yet. I'd like to see him actually play first, like under Kuman. I just haven't seen enough of him to to think that think, he can take this giant leap. Do you think Everton's best midfield option is not on Everton yet? And Yannick Bellassi? And Bellassi? Um, maybe. 
Maybe. If only he could finish. Although if he could finish, he wouldn't be on Palace or Everton. <laughs> That's correct. All right, let's let's move on then to Middlesbrough and Stoke. Middlesbrough, I think, is the best of the three promoted teams. I agree. Uh, I, uh, and I think Stoke are a conundrum that have still yet to be unwrapped. Yep. Uh, so you never know which one will show up. And away to Middlesbrough, who are celebrating being back in the Premier League, is it's it's a dangerous it's a dangerous fixture, but one that Stoke should handle. Stoke? Yes. I don't know if they should handle it. They should handle it. They should handle it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, they have Jordan. They, they have, when you look at the players, they should be able to handle this easily. You know, with Imbula in the middle, Mid- have, Middlesbrough's favored. That that is that is a joke. Uh, I, I think that is an absolute joke. I think Stoke. I think Stoker. People. I, another another case of people forgetting how talented somebody or something is. Uh, I, I mean, I, I'll take Arnautovic, Shakiri, uh, Boyan, Imbula. Peters, Glenn Johnson, I mean, Jeff Cameron, even. I mean, there's a lot of really good talent on Stoke. And I just, I think people have forgotten how good they are. Okay. Do you I, disagree? I, I do for this match. I think I side on the, on the Middlesbrough side. So give me the, so give me the people on Middlesbrough that you like that are going to beat that team that I basically listed. Um, It's the three guys like Rhodes. Um, I think you could see a few people on Negredo. Um, Stuart, Stuart Downing. Downing and your boy George, George, George Friend. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll... I think this week at home opening back in the Premier League. Yeah, I think they could definitely win this one. And I'll be on five... those guys. On my DraftKings lineup, I have five players from this game. Um, I have three of them. I may have just said their names. <laughs> Maybe oh, you have them all on Middlesbrough. Wow. Okay. All right. We'll have different teams. All right. Uh. There's... We're gonna have to hurry this up here. Yeah. All right. That's fine. All right. So let's move on then. We have uh, Southampton at home against Watford. Uh, all Southampton all day, even though it's a new manager. Yeah. Not it's, even it... an Odiani Gallo starting the year strong. Uh, no. <laughs> would you take Troy Deeney? No. But you would. So I'm assuming you're all on board for Long and for Charlie Austin. I like those guys, yeah, and I think you'll you'll and see a few people on Tadic, yep, and I think you'll see people grab Target or they're talking about Sam McQueen actually starting for Bertrand Target's, too. Target's not that cheap. No, he's not, um, but he's also not guaranteed to start. This McQueen kid apparently is has like a legitimate shot at it, so he could start. And, and nobody knows who's starting at right back because Hugo Martina. Well, it could be uh, Cedric is obviously recently back from um, winning the Euros from Euros, and the same. Uh, applies to Jose Font, so I'm not necessarily sure he starts right away. But they have um... Maya Yoshida. Oh gosh, no, that's a... <laughs> oh god, no, Jeremy Peed. Is that who it is? Sure, Pied, Peed, something like that. They have another one who could start it right back, like Pied, Pied, like Pied in the face. Mm. I have no idea if that's true. I just want it to be. Either way, uh, I think Southampton could provide a few other options uh, defensively that. But yeah, I mean they're the second highest favorite on the day, so yeah, I can't go. The Watford, I, I mean, but maybe you know whoever starts out wide, they obviously. Uh, Isaac you know, success. Well, I, I I meant further back, so if it's either Zuniga or uh, Rice, JJ, Rice JJ, yeah, 
Bryce Jaw JJ. Jaw JJ, yeah. I hope it's him just so we could talk about him. Well, I, I like I saying Jaw JJ. I also, I also think JJ is a decent right back. At least he was for uh, for in the Bundesliga last season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and that's why they picked him up. Right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's good. So they got him. That's right. All right. <laughs> but I would t- I would stay away from the Watford uh, yeah. attackers. Uh, yeah. That. Very fair, especially with Virgil van Dijk sitting back there, too. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Man City at home against Sunderland. This might be the biggest mismatch. It is the biggest mismatch, for sure. Um, the The issues are now, does Kevin De Bruyne start? Um, because he made the semis of Euros and hasn't been training quite as long as everybody else. Uh, if he does, does he only play 60 minutes? That's enough. Um, usually, yeah. Um, the right wing position is either going to be Nolito or I can't believe I'm saying this Jesus Navas like the fact or that that's Leroy like, Sané I don't know if Sané's playing this quickly um though not, I suppose not crazy maybe Raheem Sterling Sterling could play on the left that's true um which is Sokin Sané Sokin Sané yeah <laughs> and Aguero uh is fine David Silva is fit and I assume will be in the number 10 like he was last year even though De Bruyne can play that role. He usually plays out wide. So I think the attackers are fine. I, I'm not sure I would sleep on on some the Sunderland attacking options, though, just because the the Man City defense is an absolute mess. Like, it's a total, total mess. And so, uh, you know, if they come out without a clean sheet, like, you, you can't be surprised. And I think it's going to be something silly, like a... Jermaine you know, Defoe uh, on a bad back pass. Uh, Something like that, I was going to say, like, or a Van Anholt, you know, 20 or 30 meter free kick or something crazy like that. Like, I don't think. Uh, You've been the, watching the Olympics too, y'all, too long. It's I mean, the yards, 30 yards. Oh, the yards. Kick. Yeah, you're right. I have been, I have been watching a ton of Olympics, actually. Um, I don't know. I think, uh, I think you'll, you'll see enough Sunderland guys produce that you don't necessarily need to, to fade them. I would start Man City options all day and. Mm-hmm. Maybe a Wabi Cosby because he gets crosses too. Hmm. It's also worth noting, and obviously it doesn't automatically translate over, but um, Pep's fullbacks at Bayern never crossed. Yep. Never. Never. And so um, that's, I mean, Alexander Kolarov has been lining up at center back, which obviously takes away his crossing possibilities. But like anybody who's like, oh, Gaio Clichy or Pablo nope. Zabaleta, like these guys nope. cross. Don't fall for it. Yeah, they're not. It just doesn't happen. Pep doesn't play that way. So don't, yeah, don't fall for that. Yeah. All right, let's move on. We have our Sunday slate, which is Burnmouth at home against Manchester United and all that nonsense. <laughs> uh, I, pro- predictably, Pogba probably will not play. Mkhitaryan yeah, right. probably will. Yep. Uh, and Zlatan's definitely going to play. And yep. Zlatan's been proving to be a big difference maker, like we all said he would be. Yep. Um, Wayne Rooney, of course, not. And I, <laughs> I do not agree with... Uh, John with John Wallen that Martial is going to be this this revelation this season. So uh, I guess we'll start there. Would you start Anthony Martial in a game like this? Uh, depends on the price. I'm, I don't know if anybody has their Sunday games out yet, but I think a lot of people are going to look at him and be like, well, if United crush them, like Latan should get his, but like Martial should be involved. So maybe I'll just pay less. But like the the Martial upside doesn't come close to Ibrahimovic's on a game to game basis, but. Uh, I think he's going to be very good. Like, I think a consistent starter on this team should be able to pay off. And I think he will be a consistent starter. 
Do you dare start any Burmuth options? Just the, I, I think there's only two. I don't. I, we know your opinion. Uh, so for me, I would start. I would start. You know, Simon Francis if he's playing out wide again, um, or maybe Charlie Daniels because uh, they, they they might get some crosses in. Man United, te- uh, Jose Mourinho tends to like it when people cross against them. Yeah. That's that, that's the strength. Um, so the, I don't think I think that might be an option. And if you want to be really daring on a two game slate or possibly three game slate, if you're including Monday, Callum Wilson. Yeah, no but problem. that's that's a risk. Yeah, I'm, I think they're going to be overwhelmed. I do as well. Okay, let's move on to the best game of the entire slate of all the weekend, and it includes your Arsenal. At home, I think that's going to be the key here against Jurgen Klopp's invading Liverpool side. <laughs> I think this is going to be a lot uglier than people are hoping. Like, I think this one, it's going to be a lot of players that people don't necessarily think they're going to see much of. No Mesut Ozil, no Olivier Giroud, no Laurent Koscielny. Uh, the, I think Cazorla is out, Wilshire's out, Sturridge looks like he's not going to play, Milner's probably not going to play. And uh, I think there was some. Sturridge isn't going to play. Oof. Um. Well, he's what? he's exactly the kind of attacker that Arsenal struggles with. Yeah, my point. My, <clears throat> they also struggle with Origi. But my yeah. My um. Origi. My, my assessment is that Daniel Sturridge not playing is something that you can easily plan for from a Liverpool side. You've had oh. some practice. Yeah. Well, fair enough. But um. So I think this one uh, Arsenal's probably going to start Rob Holding and maybe Callum Chambers at their center back spots. There's talk of uh, Debucci being there or Francis Coquelin. Like, Isn't Matthew Flamini back in the team? No. Uh, Flamini's too busy b- making billions of dollars. Um, I don't know. I just... Uh, I'm not very confident. I, I assume that Arsenal will try to just gut this one out because they have so, so few guys playing that it's not going to be a, a goal fest like it, like these two teams should be able to put together. So what a nice game! What a nice way to what a nice game to prop up on Sunday as the feature game. Yeah, the, I, I, that announces that the Premier League is back. Yeah, I don't I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but I I'm not I don't see a ton of excitement coming out of this game. Any options that you particularly want to recommend? Uh, if I think you'll find some some value with whoever Arsenal starts up for. I mean, maybe Walcott starts. Chuba Akpom has looked fantastic this preseason, which is just goes to show you how long they've needed a center forward. Um, but I, I assume most people will go, well, I was going to say most people go on the Liverpool side just because all of the other, you know, Firmino, yeah. Coutinho, like those guys are playing. So Firmino, Coutinho, Mane. Right. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. Those are the ones I recommend. Yeah, that's how I would go. All right. And the last game of the weekend, before we get to our daily dose, is Chelsea at home against West Ham in a game that people are tipping Chelsea, but I'm tipping West Ham. Yeah, that's crazy. It's clearly, I mean, who does West Ham have that, like, makes you nervous in this game? Andy Carroll. Yeah. (laughs) Of course he makes you nervous. (laughs) Andy Carroll's the only person bigger and stronger than John Terry in the air. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not like, it's not completely unfounded, but I understand it's kind of ridiculous. Um, The only way that Chelsea, to me, if Chelsea win the game, like, 3-1, that's the minimum I would have to think that they're different than last year. Because okay. I think I think Chelsea got better at positions they were already good at and a year older and possibly worse at positions they stink at. They got much better in defensive midfield. You traded John Obi Mikel for N'Golo Kante. You can't you can't you didn't deny that. You trade John Obi Mikel, he's still there. 
Well, that's true. <laughs> in the lineup, I meant. John Obi Mikel is actually in Brazil right now, so. Either way. They got better uh, at, at that position, and that's an important position. Does it solve the real problem, which is their center back pairing? And also, you know, all four, all four defenders. Yeah. Nope. But you got Ola Aina, or whatever his name is. Who may not start. Yeah. <laughs> and another, oh, another another Chelsea player to report out going on loan is Bertrand Traore. Yeah, where's he going? Ajax. Oh, he's like really going out. That's too bad. It's... Don't even start. He scored four goals in 16 games as yeah. a midfielder. That's not bad. <laughs> That's a position that they don't need to stick around, though. They should be loaded at defenders. He's someone who can play as like the you know one of the two like a striking pair. Hmm. Sounds like yeah. Miazga's leaving too. Yeah, even, yeah, I think that's permanent though. I don't think that one's alone. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Uh, we'll see. That might end up being alone, but I don't know. Uh, either way, uh, Chelsea did recoup 1.7 million pounds from the loan fee for uh, for Bertrand Traore. Rumored, of course. I, I, when you start hearing seeing numbers, it's more than a rumor. Mm-hmm. Either way, uh, on West Ham, uh, Sofian Fagouli will likely start this one with Andre Ayu not ready. Uh, that's someone who I like. Um, Andy Carroll has to be someone you have to look at as a budget option for the Sunday-Monday slate if you play that way. Yeah, you can look that's- at him. I, I, I will continue to look that way when the, when the Sunday Monday slate eventually gets up. But uh, let's get to our Saturday game. Let's get to our daily dose because we're running out of time. Yep. Okay. So uh, I will start with my goalkeeper and only two defenders because that's the way they're doing this. Uh, so uh, the DraftKings format, I believe, in the middle of the year last year, changed back to goalkeeper, two defense, two midfield, two forwards, and a utility. Yeah, I think it was during or before for Copa and Euros. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's what we that's, we had a podcast about that. Yes, yeah. that's right. Okay. My goalkeeper, for some reason, he's one of the lowest uh, priced goalkeepers is Jack Butland at 4,100 uh, for Stoke against Middlesbrough. Uh, he was, he, you have to scroll down past his replacement to find Jack. <laughs> you have to, you, you, Shea Givens listed first. I just don't understand what's going on. Mm. Uh, so George Friend at 4,000 is my, uh, for Middlesbrough. Same game. Uh, I have Glenn Johnson as well currently at 3500 just because the value is good at the pricing. Uh, wh- what's your back line looking like? Uh, Frazier Forster uh, I paid up for. Um, I have Friend as well, and I paid 3300 for Bryce Jajaj. Ah, uh, you're, you're hoping he starts. Uh, yes. how, much, how much is Fraser Forster? 5400 That's He's a lot. He's the third most expensive. Um, but, yeah, I'm hoping that... Ja JJ sends in a ton of crosses that Troy Deeney gets his head on, and they go right into Fraser Forster's hands. <laughs> I think we found some foreshadowing. Okay, let's uh, let's move on to midfield options. Who do you have, and how many do you have? Two or three? Three: Stuart Downing, Dusan Tadic, and Christian Eriksen. That is solid. I have three as well, and I have only one that's the same, and that's Stuart Downing at fifty nine hundred. Mm-hmm. I w- uh, I have Gilfie Sigurdsson at eighty nine hundred. Yeah, he's yep. And I have Kevin De Bruyne at 9,300. Yeah, I basically went Erickson over De Bruyne because I was nervous about the playing time. The the other well, issue... Again, yeah, again if, well, that's right, because De Bruyne plays the late that's game. That's the so problem. That's the risk. That's the problem. Because you're basically... I mean, you could just go down to David Silva, who I think I is a go fine down, I, can, yeah, I can go down to David Silva, which yeah, which would be a fine option. Right, or Wabi Khazri. Yeah, sure. <laughs> 
All right, and my forwards, I have two. I have Marco Arnautovic mm-hmm. at 6,800. That's a steal. And I have Shane Long at 7,300, leaving me with 200 remaining dollars. Mm. I wanted Shane Long, um, but I was uh, 100 bucks short and didn't have time to <laughs> to rearrange. But I have Jordan Rhodes at 64 and Andre Gray at 76. Pretty good. We have different teams. That's the one thing to say. Yes. And hopefully DraftKings will sign get get the New York people able to actually officially play on the site so we can better keep track of our scores. But I'll do it manually at least for the first couple of weeks. But uh, that's another piece of news that should come down the pike soon that uh, people from New York can play on DraftKings again. But, Andrew, we are done. Week one is now preview-wise in the books. We will be talking again next week Mm -hmm. for our review of week one. I'm so excited, Andrew. Catch us on Twitter. Uh, You'll be seeing possibly the uh, Perfect 11 for Taga, uh, the FPL game that we have that we host for Rotowire as well. You'll be seeing links go up. I'm at SportsByGotti at... Uh, that's G-O-T-T-I at the end. And then uh, at Rotowire Andrew for Andrew Laird. And for Andrew, I've been Mike, and we are back on the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. Ooh. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. <laughs>